So it is the fourth Sunday in Advent. So we have all four of our candles lit today. And uh, I was saying to Mandy earlier, I think I'm going to leave the Advent wreath out and see if the uh, uh, the group later wants to uh, wants to use it tonight. That might be fun. Well, that might be fun. Right? Um, <laughs> well, there have been times throughout my life, and if I'm honest, it's many, many, many times when I have not had a clue as to what God uh, was up to. Um, and truthfully, even, uh, right now is one of those times in my life. I have uh, known for uh, several years now that it was going to be a steep and difficult uphill battle to get threshold of financial solvency. And uh, that knowledge uh, that that was the case is what led me to start this business. The goal was that the business would provide for me and uh, for the church in a ways uh, would reduce the financial burden of the church and, and it has done that. Uh, I mean, we worship in a rent-free space. Um, I was able to reduce my salary with the church to a part-time salary. Um, but starting the business for me uh, was a huge decision because it really meant I was, I was going all in uh, for this ministry. Because if Threshold were not to survive, uh, I have no backup plan for ministry. Like, you know, it, it's, I have to rely on the fact that there's someone out there uh, that if that's the case, that wants a part-time pastor who owns a brewery. Right? And you chuckle. <laughs> Which, appropriately so, because that's a, you know, that's a, that's a, a something that uh, I don't know whether I'll find out there. And right now, I look at the coming year, and I honestly have no idea how Threshold's going to make it. The truth is, is that financially, there's currently no way that that will happen. Uh, and if that's the case, as I mentioned, I have no idea what I will do. I, I mean, I, I love this place, you know, uh, I love, Black Cloister, but I wasn't born to be a brewery owner. I was born to be a pastor. And I don't have a clue as to what God's plan is right now. But I trust that God does have a plan, regardless of whether I know what it is or not. As we've been reading through the Old Testament, that is something we have noticed and commented on again and again. With every promise that God made, with every prophecy that God inspired, it pointed towards something more, something bigger, that God had a plan all along. And today begins the telling of the penultimate moment in the story of God's plan. We're at Luke 1. 
the 26th verse. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to God, sent by God, to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Now, <laughs> think about uh, what we've just read here for a moment. And that's one of the things about reading these nativity stories, these stories of our Lord's birth, is that they're so familiar. <clears throat> they're so familiar that um, we tend to read through them quickly and, and not have the ability to look at them with fresh eyes. Uh, but, you know, there are things, new things that I notice in Scripture all the time. And one of the things here is, is that, consider for a moment, an angel appears to a teenage girl, and amazingly, that's not what she's surprised by. Right? Doesn't say she's surprised at seeing an angel. It says she's surprised by what he says. Now, to be fair though, Gabriel's words are pretty amazing too. Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Let I me mean, consider those words for a moment. If an angel appeared to you, I gotta tell you, I'd be pretty surprised by that too. But those words would be equally surprising. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Nothing we know about Mary indicates that she was extraordinary in any way. She was simply a girl betrothed to marry a man named Joseph. Now, Joseph is descended from the house of David. That's significant. But Joseph is barely a character even in the Gospel of Luke. And we know his name, Joseph. But in the Gospel of Luke, Joseph never speaks. And get this, no one ever speaks to him. Even when they take their child to be circumcised, uh, the, when, the, when the priest is speaking about, the, uh, uh, talking, it says specifically in the, in the scriptures, and she spoke to his mother. He doesn't even address Joseph. This story is all about Mary. She is the favored one. And that means something pretty incredible is about to happen to her. Listen to what it says. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, 
and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now let's give ourselves some historical context here, as we, I try to do for us every week. We're sometime right now uh, between 4 and 1 BC, all right, which um, is ironic because BC stands for before Christ, uh, and what we now know is, is that Christ was actually born before Christ. Uh, so he was born in the BC. Uh, uh, the reason that happened is it wasn't until many, 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 many years later that monk, uh, a monk developed the calendar as we know it, and he got the date wrong. Uh, so uh, what should have been... Uh, the first year A.D. actually ended up as somewhere between 4 and 1 B.C. Uh, <laughs> is where it ended up. But so that's the time we're at. We're somewhere in that time frame right now, uh, between 4 and 1 B.C. This is some 500 years since the words we heard uh, Isaiah speak last week. And it has been over 500 years, uh, closer to 600 years, since a descendant of David has sat on the throne of Israel. Israel, at this point in our story, is now under the rule of the Roman Empire and only has a puppet king in place named Herod. But the angel Gabriel echoes the words spoken to David in 2 Samuel 7. These were words that uh, we read some weeks ago, where Nathan speaks a word of prophecy to David and says this, Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come forth from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. You see, what we see here, so going back all the way to David, that all along, God has had a plan. And this is the birth of that plan. The coming to be of what God intended all along. For hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who, has come, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am. 
the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. Two weeks ago, we read from the prophet Joel about the coming of the day of the Lord. And God said through his prophet Joel, he said this, Then afterward I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And then the angel says to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And throughout chapters 1 and 2 of Luke, we see people from old men to young women speaking inspired prophetic words from God. You see, all along, God had a plan. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of our Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Again, we see the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Again, words of prophecy and a blessing. A blessing to Mary for believing what God's plan is when God's plan is altogether unclear. Not knowing how, not knowing who would believe her, but trusting that God has a plan. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. In Mary's words here, called the Magnificat, are shadows of the words that we heard spoken some weeks ago by Hannah. Remember Hannah, who was barren, but promised her firstborn child to God, and her son became the prophet Samuel. And upon his birth, she praised God 
for the unexpected ways in which he keeps his promises. And we hear those words echoed here again by Mary. And Mary ends by saying, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And once again, we remember that God promised Abraham that the world would be blessed through his descendants. And Isaiah, as we read last week, prophesied that salvation would come to the nations through those same descendants. Thousands of years in the making generations and generations of lives, all leading to this moment here. God had a plan. The birth of his son, Jesus, the pouring out of God's self for all humanity, the forgiveness of sin, salvation for all who believe, So how can I not believe that God has a plan? How can you, how can we? Whatever it is that you're facing in your life, whatever trial may be going on, no matter how difficult the future may look, When you can't even see the next step forward, we need to hear the words of Gabriel. Nothing will be impossible with God. And we need to believe like Mary did, with all your heart, that God 